Are you really connecting with a particular Book Interrupted member and want to hear more of what they have to say? With your free trial to Unpublished, you gain access to the Book Interrupted Inklings and real-life video content of our day-to-day -day challenges, thoughts, and opinions. Go to www.bookinterrupted.com backslash unpublished to start your free trial today. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. So yeah, my name's Ashley, and the book that I've chosen is called When Dad Killed Mom. <laughs> yeah, it's about me saying how it's written like a fiction. Oh, that's because it is a fiction. Yeah. It gives you endorphins. You're more like sensitive to it. So like the things that make you happy, you're happier. I don't think that yeah. genital references warrants a banning depending on the age. Yeah. So people who have high porosity hair need protein. <laughs> this is like the beginning of a murder mystery book. I don't know if this is TMI, but when my I have was... vagina, <laughs> when I draw, draw my vagina and describe yeah. it in detail. Yeah. <laughs> when I publicly post it. <laughs> My body is the information is the goal. Trying to learn something new. Without being disrupted. My body and soul. Information is the goal. Trying to learn something new. Without being disrupted. Mind, body, and soul. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. During this banned book cycle, we're reading Ashley's fan book pick, When Dad Killed Mom by Julius Lester. This book was banned for sexual content and genital references. If you'd like to follow along, this book cycle is from February 1st to April 1st. The book When Dad Killed Mom by Julius Lester tells, through two first-person narrative voices, the story of siblings Jeremy and Jenna, coping with the traumatic events of their mother's murder at the alleged hands of their father. The novel was initially banned in 2002 by Wyoming's Teton County of Education in a controversial vote by the school board. The sexual content and genital references were cited as the reasons that the book was initially banned. However, not all board members were in favor of the ban. As a result of this ban, questions were raised about the system used to identify books for banning. In the same year as the ban, Lester's novel won selection for the Young Adult Library Services Association's Quick Picks for Reluctant Young Adult Readers. As well, it was chosen for the Boston Globe Horn Book Award and the Newbery Honor Medal. All right, so it's personal journal time. Let's see what the members of Book Interrupted thought outside the group. Hey, this is Ashley. I'm the guest for this season of the podcast. Kim is the one who graciously introduced me to the lovely podcast, and I couldn't be more excited to be a part of it. The book I chose is called When Dad Killed Mom by Julius Lester. It's a fiction novel that was banned in 2002 by the school board due to the graphic description of genitals and sexual content. I chose this book because I love anything crime related and I've really been enjoying books that have two or more perspectives of the same story. I think it's really fascinating to see how people can go through the same situation and have two completely different views on it. So I think that's really cool about the book as well. I'm a little nervous that it may be too juvenile for the podcast just due to some places I've seen it's rated as children's literature, some as young adults, and originally when I looked it up it said that it was a picture book, so I'm not sure if there's a picture book that also goes along with this, but I've only read a few of the first chapters, and so far I'm not minding the pacing, but it is quite a short book, so I think even if it is a little too young for us, at least it'll go by pretty quickly reading anyways. I am currently reading a copy of the book. I typically listen to audiobooks, but I found a copy of the book on Google Books. So I figured that was kind of a great place to start and easier to follow along with, with two different perspectives and kind of the timelines as well. 
I'm very excited to hear what everyone else's initial thoughts are and to see if anyone's actually started reading the book or if they're kind of waiting until after our first meeting to. And I can't wait to film with everyone and get the ball rolling. I'm very happy and thankful to be a guest on the podcast. So thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy reading along with us. Okay, this is my first personal journal for When Dad Killed Mom by Lester, someone Lester, Lawrence. I can't remember. I don't have the book yet. So this personal journal is purely improvised in that I think I'll like it. I'm usually pretty interested in that kind of a dark topic. The thing that's funny is that I learned today it is not a memoir, which is fine, but I know that other people also thought it was a memoir and have spoken about it, so that'll be funny to hear. Without having the book, I don't know what else to say. Maybe I'll tell the story of the trials and tribulations of trying to acquire When Dad Killed Mom. So I bought it on Amazon, and I thought I was good to go. And then I got a message, like an email message later that said my payment was declined or my card was declined. So I was like, what the hell? So then I tried again and it wouldn't work. So then I tried a different seller because I thought maybe the seller of the book was the problem. Also, the reason why I didn't think it was a problem with my card is because I bought another book at the same time and that one appeared to have gone through. So... I had a, one book that was fine and then one book that my card wouldn't work for. So I thought the seller was declining because they maybe didn't have the book or something. And then I found out the next day that the other book was declined. So I was like, oh, maybe it's my card. In between that, I asked Sarah to order it for me and send it to me because I didn't know what was going on and to see if her card got declined. And then the next day, my other book got declined. So then I realized, oh, it's a card problem, called my card. And it was the company had shut it down for whatever reason. And so now I think I'm going to end up with multiple copies of the book because I also I canceled one of my two orders. When the card got declined, I canceled one order and then made the second order to try with a different vendor. And now I've gotten notifications, even though I got a confirmation of cancellation, I've got notifications that two books are coming and I've been charged twice. And I can't even bother to deal with it because I'm so irritated by the whole situation that I'm just going to have two copies of the book and laugh about it. The book I thought I couldn't get, now I can't get enough of. Does that make sense? The book I thought I couldn't get, now I can't not get multiple times. Anyway, I'm sure it'll be a good read. All right, so this is my intro PJ for When Mom Killed Dad. So I have such a hard time even saying the title of the book. I keep on referring to it as the fan book. And I think just because the title seems very violent. I've started the book and I was actually kind of relieved. I thought it was going to be written as a memoir and someone's writing about something that happened to them in the past, past tense, not present tense. And what the book is, is more written like a fiction book. So it's not by one person, it's by two people about the son who's 12 and the daughter who's 14. And each chapter kind of goes back and forth between the two children and their perspective concerning their father killing their mother and their experiences with that and their thoughts and feelings associated with that but as it's happening so in present tense it's happening to them right now and it's going back and forth between two of the main characters so it's not written like a memoir normally is where it's more of memories so it makes it a bit easier to read I guess I'm worried about some of the little seeds that it's planted so far concerning why the father killed the mother and I'm afraid there's going to be a lot more trauma coming up in this book that's going to be difficult to read. However, who knows because already it's easier to read than I thought it would be if that makes any sense. It's not really going over the violence at this point. It's just what the kids' perspectives are on how people treat them and how they're missing their parents and those kind of things and the emotions you go through with grief. So that's what's happening right now. 
the book is keeping me engaged that way and not, you know, shying away from it. It's a short book, so I'm already, you know, 40% through it. So it'll be fairly quick to get through the whole book. And I'm interested to see what the other people think. And I'm really excited to discuss the book with Ashley and why she picked it and, you know, a little bit of background there. So yeah, I guess that's just a short little personal journal. I'm looking forward to talking about it with the group. I don't know if I'm really prepared for season three because you kind of change things up a bit. And normally, you know, this personal journal, I talk about what I think the book is going to bring. But since there's not going to be three of these, there's only going to be two, then uh, I want to be more prepared next time. What I do know so far is that it is a fiction and the narrators or the perspectives of stories are coming from it for a 12 and 14 year old. So when I first saw that this book is supposed to be for 12 years plus, I thought it was a little odd considering the subject matter. Not that like a 12 year old can't handle knowing about murder, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older. If I was 12, I would read about murder. You know, I used to read a lot of Stephen King when I was 12. So, you know, I handled it back then. I really like scary books. So, but it makes sense that the characters are 12 and 14. So maybe it would connect with a younger-ish audience. I think it'll be the easier read since it's a fiction and not a memoir. Although, you know, if it was a memoir, I'd still read it, obviously. And I'm really excited to have Ashley on the podcast. We just finished the group discussion and she's so nice. And she gets along with the group really well and she's funny. I'm looking forward to this book cycle with her partially because she's going to be on. So that's about all I have to say. I have the audiobook. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully, maybe in the meantime, I can get the physical book as well. Again, I don't feel organized for season three right now. I'm not really like in the groove yet, but I plan on getting there. So in fact, feeling so disorganized for this book, I've ordered ahead one of our other books so that I'll have more to say to you all when the time comes. Okay, signing off. This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. The unexpected happened. I got sick. Usually I just keep on keeping on when I'm sick. And this time that didn't seem to work. I just kept on getting sicker. And in good adult fashion instead of taking care of myself I instead waited until I was literally falling over to go see a doctor and turns out I had a double ear infection which explained the headaches and the pain down my neck and again the falling over so goodbye week instead I just end up staying in bed and my kids watch lots of movies so hey what are you gonna do these things happen book interrupted Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. This is, I think, oh no, it's not. I was going to be like, this is the first episode of season three, but it's not. <laughs> it it totally is, is potentially the third. The third? Oh, yes. third. Yes. Third, the third nerd again. Or, or four. So yeah. in true third, the nerd fashion, I'd like mm-hmm. to introduce you to our fan, Ashley. And she has chosen a book for this book cycle, which I'm going to let her tell you what it is. Thank you, Kim. My name is Ashley. And the book that I've chosen is called When Dad Killed Mom by Julius Lester. I'm not too sure if you guys have started reading it or not. I'm very excited about the book because I know that Sarah had said we're doing banned books. And I think that is so fun to do. And I'm very drawn towards books that have a murder or mystery element to it and I've never read a book about a murder or mystery from the kids perspective so that's really what drew me to this is kind of getting two perspectives on the story so yeah I'm very excited about it well we're happy to have you Thank you. And I'm kind of surprised when I was looking for banned books that I wanted to nominate for this season, I like, you know, did official Google search or whatever. And basically the same kind of set of books really came up and I never saw this one. So yeah, I'm excited to read it too. Sarah just revealed in the pre-conversation that it's not a memoir. 
So no, I had yeah. also falsely assumed that it was a memoir too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was. What about it made you think that it was a memoir? Just because, I don't know, when dad killed mom, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, who is this guy, Julius Lester? I'm sorry that your dad killed your mom. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to re-record my personal journal because my personal journal is like, you know what? I thought this was going to be a really hard book to read, you know, because it's a memoir, but it's written like a fiction. And I have the whole (laughs) personal journal is about me saying how it's written like a fiction. And then I just looked up before we came on and I was like, oh, that's because it is a fiction. It is a fiction. Yeah. I think you should not re-record it. I think you should go in and just say. Yes, I agree. Quick correction before you listen to it. It is yeah. not a memoir. It's a fiction. And here we go. Yeah. Like you should just do a so little too. intro because I think it's it's good. Okay. Because how many times does that happen to people? Oh, totally. It happens all the time. And it's an authentic personal journal. Yeah. If two people felt that way about it, I mean, who knows? People listening might look at the book and be like, what a right. up memoir. Why are they reading this? Totally. And then it's nonfiction, right? So yeah, because I haven't even got the book yet. It's also, okay. do you know that it's incredibly difficult to get? <laughs> yes, that was one of the things that I was talking to Sarah about when I picked the book. I wanted to make sure that it was that nobody could that get was- it. <laughs> that no I wanted to it. make it as hard as possible for you guys. I want my book to go up in value and then I can sell it. <laughs> to you. Because <laughs> there's only one in circulation. I'm just hustling you. <laughs> it's $50 per book and you pay for shipping. So just let me know. <laughs> I got it's- a stockpile. I bought them all. <laughs> Yeah, for real. I went to Amazon and I bought the last five books. So (laughs) yeah, but I honestly was surprised too, because it's only from 2001. And so to me, I'm like, that's not even that old, but you can't find it. But I'm not sure if it was a very popular book when it came out. How did you find it? So I actually Googled list of books that were banned. Yeah, Um, but that's what I did. And I never, we all did that. Yeah. I originally, when we had first discussed the banned books, immediately I was like, I want to do the Hunger Games, but I know someone else had already picked it. So I was going through the list and I basically looked into every book where the title piqued my interest. I was reading it. Some of the other summaries of books, they didn't really catch my interest too much once I actually read it. And this one... If you look at the array of books that I have read in the past, or even the podcasts that I listen to, the YouTube videos, it's all about murder. Mm -hmm. Not not to be creepy about it, but I'm just, I'm so fascinated by it. I think they make really good books. And I do really like books that are told from different point of views, perspectives like of the same story. Ooh, does this Uh, do that? Yes, it tells it from the children's perspective, and there's a son and a daughter. Cool. Uh, I don't know if any of you have started reading it, but the very first sentences, my mom is dead, my dad murdered her. What a powerful, we're starting it off with a bang, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how I went through the process. And I know it kind of has a very jarring title, like when dad killed mom. (laughs) Yeah, so the title, I didn't even want to say the title because I thought, once again, I thought it was memoir. I'm like, this is going to be horrible. And, oh, when dad killed mom and it's going to be super violent. And then yeah. <laughs> I just picked the worst book. <laughs> yeah. And then I started reading it. I like that too. Two perspectives of the same thing. It yeah. starts right away. It doesn't like lead up to the killing. It's totally, like you're in yeah. it. Yeah. The first page is like, this happened. And then it's mm-hmm. the kid's perspective of how their lives are going now. Yeah, yeah. Kind of and make sense of it and stuff like that. It's it's interesting, but the title is yes. very jarring. That was, I think one thing I was even telling my brother, I was like, yeah, this is the book. And he was like, that's not the title, is it? Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. And he was so like, jarring. oh, you could have picked a better one. You're like, <laughs> but I didn't it pick is. the title. Yeah. <laughs> but this book, it has my name written all over it. These are the types of books that I really like to read. It's a relatively short book. It's just over 200 pages. So I figured that would be good because I'm also in school right now. I didn't want to pick up something that was like 500 pages. And Totally. But you were talking about how it is hard to find. They do have the Google Books has like the first three quarters of the book online. I can send you guys the link to that. That's what I've been reading from. Well, that's great. 
Yeah. So I don't know how we're going to finish the last little bit. <laughs> Mine's on the way. Oh, uh, nice. Maybe, because I had quite a experience <laughs> yeah, trying to friggin' order it too. Like, <laughs> at one point, Sarah ordered it for me and then I canceled it and she canceled yeah. it. By the way, both of my books that I tried to order are now coming. So I might get two copies of this very wow. rare book. Oh, so awesome. <laughs> and then you can sell it at a high price. Just yeah, like totally. Ashley. That's what I'm but saying. You got to make some competition. cash on the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be here by the end of January. So I'm not worried about it, oh, but I'm nice. glad okay. a piece of it's online. Worst case scenario, right? A lot of it is online. I purchased it on Amazon too, but it's not coming to me. Yeah. For I think another week and a half. Yeah. Same. So I was originally going to listen to it on audible, but I just Googled like the PDF Yeah, and it pops up so I can totally send that to you guys. So you have something, something if yeah, while yeah, you're exactly. waiting for it to show up. Yeah. Cause Good. Sarah's doing audible. Mary, okay. do you have a copy yet? No. So I kind of put off getting there, my to-do list is long over the last couple weeks. I'm trying to catch up. And I was like, oh, it's going to take a while to get here. And I was like, well, <laughs> maybe I can get an audiobook. Although I don't prefer audiobooks. Same. If the voice isn't similar to the voice in my head or better, yeah. it's got to be better than the voices I put in my head. <laughs> oh, hey, that's that's fair. Yep. Right? If I'm going to listen to it, the wrong narrator will just destroy a book. Like, I won't want to listen to it. That's so funny you say that. But maybe I can do some reading and then some listening. And I can finish it off. Because actually, I got the audiobook through my library. Oh, that is awesome. Has it on audiobook. I got it from Libro FM. That's one of our affiliate partners, I should say, not Audible. But when Ashley asked me, she's like, this might be difficult to find. Is it okay? And I looked on Amazon. I'm like, oh, it's on Amazon. So I said, no problem. We can pick that book. Even me, I was trying to get it. It's hard to get books where I am in Senegal. But I have friends who live in Europe. So usually when they go home, I get them to bring books back for me and yeah. even then they get it to Spain it was going to be I think the end of February so that's no I way I yeah. was like oh that's a long time when I see things on Amazon I immediately just think oh cool it'll be here in a couple days but I totally forget sometimes that there are things on Amazon that do actually take some time to ship so yeah I didn't even think about that either so I was really happy to find I believe it's on Google Books Again, I'll send out an email afterwards. And we'll put it in the show notes too for other people. Yeah. One thing that I really like about books that kind of have different perspectives, because I do listen to audiobooks most of the time, reading an actual book where there's two perspectives, it's easier for me to follow along with who's talking, if that makes sense. So yeah, that's just another thing I like about reading it. So here's a little tip for you. Actually, I have two tips for you. Can I take the tip too? Well, you can take it or leave it. <laughs> Ashley <laughs> must right. take it. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you, I mean, I don't, know, okay. I don't doubt that you will take it. I'm not going to force <laughs> you, but I'm pretty sure you're going to be into it because of everything you've already said. Okay. So Jodi Picoult, have you ever read anything by her? She's a two perspective all the time. Really? Yes. Yes. And if you like one, you'll like all of them. It's really, really good. Not a lot of okay. murder though. So oh, that no, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But two perspectives and usually pretty good topics though. And that's Jody Picoult. Yeah, P-I-C-C-O-U-L-T. Listen. What? I will listen. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley put two books up that she was thinking about doing. And one was this book was her number one. And she said, but it might be hard to get. Mm-hmm. My second one is my sister's, sister's keeper. keeper? Jody Picoult. <gasps> yes! That's Jody Picoult. Oh no. Okay. So I totally have then. Oh, that's so awesome. Yes. That's Isn't that weird? Day. Well, you'll like yeah. that book because that's yeah. a good weird. one. Two, two perspectives and um, that's so an interesting yeah. topic. Isn't that weird? Kismet that what I just, is, yeah. What a coincidence. I, yes. And then the second that. thing that's kind of off topic, but if you like murder podcasts, have mm-hmm. you listened to the system yet? No, I haven't. It's a Kim Kardashian podcast. Stop. No, it's not. And- <laughs> And um, it's like a wrongful conviction, maybe like one of them, like uh, serial or you know what I'm saying. So is it? I think you'll enjoy fact or fiction, Kim. It is fact. (laughs) Okay. And Jodi Picoult is fiction. Okay, perfect. Oh my gosh, thank you. I (laughs) am gonna be taking both of those recommendations. So Meredith, are you taking them? I haven't decided yet. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Undecided. (laughs) 
I wrote them down, so I'm ready. I've written them down. Yeah. Already. I'm listening to the podcast right now in one of my earphones. Oh, yeah. It's actually in my other headphone. <laughs> you guys don't mind. You guys don't mind. We're done yeah. here, right? Yeah. <laughs> if I zone out, you know why. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, what I want to say about the audiobook, though, is that there's two narrators. I don't know if, Sarah, your version is that. I think I'm going to like, unless I hate one of the narrators. But then if I, I love the other one, I'm like, work. just get to the other one that's fair that's sometimes what I find in the different perspectives is I usually relate to one side more so I like reading their side more but it's so interesting I find by the end of the book I usually end up liking the person that I wasn't drawn to initially I wonder if the author does that on purpose. You oh know what I mean? Gosh. Makes them I didn't unlikable. even think of that. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. if you like a lot of murder mystery type stuff, because sometimes totally. it's written where you're like, that person did it. Yeah. Like, they're terrible. And then you realize that they're not really terrible. They're they're actually yeah. the hero. Conflicted. Yeah. You kind of get the background <laughs> of what was happening. And then you're like, oh, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah. Maybe they're yeah. just grumpy because somebody's yeah. been trying to kill them. I don't plan on murdering anyone. So I don't know if I can super relate. <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad. Glad we cleared glad, the air. Like, publicly. Everyone knows. I am no on intentions. the record saying. <laughs> this is like the beginning of a murder mystery book where we are all start talking about how like I would never murder someone and then we're all somewhere in a mountain and no one can get there because there's a snowstorm and the fifth person dies. Oh my god. I'm like, this it. is White Lotus meets the shining. What's happening? Stop. Do you guys watch White oh Lotus? I did, yes. <gasps> oh, we have so much to talk about. <laughs> this is great. It is great because we're on a podcast. To talk so we can talk about the it. Perfect. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well I mean I totally would have chosen the White Lotus if it was a banned book somewhere. That was a really good I haven't watched a show that well done in a while I think what have have you seen all both seasons yes I have which one did you like better um I personally like the first season better because I think it's a lot more crazy just the consequences of what happens and the characters go to such extremes yeah for a tv show that's perfect for me what about you I like the second season better okay what is it about Okay, so it's a show basically where people go to a hotel. So like White Lotus is a hotel. And what has happened so far is there's just characters. It's about what they're doing at the hotel for the week. I think that there's some version of a societal theme that plays out by the way that the characters experience their week at the hotel. Mm -hmm. In season two, one character from season one is going to another White Lotus. Yes. So like one person comes along, but basically season one is a, it's contained within itself. That's the story. It happens in a week and you think what you think about it. And then season two, same thing. The week happens and you meet all the characters. They do what they do. It's like a comment on whatever. I don't want to say because I don't want to spoiler. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, what is a comment on what? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what are they doing in the hotel? <laughs> now I have to watch You're it. You're really leaving people hanging there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want them to watch it. Yeah, it's really good. I don't know if it was picked up for a third season or not. It is. Amazing. Yeah, so recommend if you guys haven't seen it. It's on on Crave or HBO if you have either. That's good. So the audiobook, so you know, I don't enjoy the second actress's voice of the little girl. Oh, okay. The boy, I think it's fine, but the little girl, there's something really annoying about but maybe she's supposed to be annoying. Oh, is it the voice is annoying or is it the character? What she's saying? The voice is annoying. Oh, the voice? Oh, okay. But I wonder yeah. if she's doing an annoying voice because some of the things the character says is kind of a argumentative. Oh. Yeah, she's kind of argumentative. She's like, I don't know why I'm a bitch all the time. So <laughs> she's kind of bitchy. <laughs> so I don't know if the voice is supposed to be annoying too, mm-hmm. the inner monologue she has, but I don't mm. care for the actress's portrayal of her voice. Oh, that's good to know. So I believe the ages that they are, Jeremy is the son. He is 12 years old. And then Jenna is the sister daughter and she is 14. So I wonder if it's, she's kind of like a preteen. And I mean, I remember 
when I was a preteen, I was not, I was not a nice person. I tried to forget. <laughs> right? I selectively remember. I was like, that was great. Yeah. Like, like sometime in my mid to late 20s, early 30s, I just like, said to my mom, I was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, totally. For all that decade. Yeah. <laughs> just the worst children. And it's so funny when you're that age, you're like, this is justified. You, yeah, you don't know. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. I know everything, <laughs> and uh, I'm just you gonna be know. really mean to everyone in my path, <laughs> right? The eye oh, totally. rolling. And... Oh God, just even I always used to be like, ah, okay, like that's so <laughs> rude. So rude. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Oh, I see well. my nephews do that, and it makes me so mad. And I'm like, mm, I did it too, so it's fine. They'll grow out of it. My daughter recently said you're ruining my life and I'm like, <laughs> have we started like, like she's only 10 I'm like okay yeah. I'm you're like oh this your life you should have been like I'm glad you finally noticed I've been working on it for years <laughs> yes oh my gosh <laughs> and it's so funny I think we all go through those phases where it's really tough the relationship between you and your parents when you're a preteen teenager and then it's like you grow up and move out and they're your best friend. You call them for everything, right? It's like, what are you doing? I know I called you half an hour ago, but I miss you. <laughs> you're like, who so, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what totally. are you done with my daughter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very cute. It's like, a, it's a reconnecting. I love it. Good. The book is because it's so short. I'm already 40% through it. It was. So, oh, wow. I'm trying to decide if I should keep on reading till the end way mm-hmm. before our next episode or taking mm-hmm. a break. But I'm oh, worried fair. that the break I'm taking, there's, I think, some horrible reasons why that murder happened is about to oh, be revealed. Okay. There are little teases that it's like, oh yeah. no. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited because I have only read Jeremy's part and then Jenna's part and then Jeremy's part again. Have you gone to the funeral? Yes, have I have. Been to the funeral? Yes. I, okay. I think I'm just starting the funeral. Okay, now I'm into them talking about we just had Christmas and yeah. Okay, okay. That kind of thing. So, are you Um, worried that you're going to forget, Sarah? Is that why you don't want to finish it? Yeah, yeah. This I have a tip. Okay, that you could or could not take. Okay. Okay. (laughs) How about this? If you're listening to the audiobook, you can put bookmarks on it, right? Mm. Well, you just bookmark some key parts that you're like, I want to remember this spot, and then right before the next podcast, you just. Listen to little snippets of those to remind yourself what happened. When I listen to audiobooks, I bookmark the parts that I really like. And then I can go back and listen to them. Oh, that's really smart to do. Yeah. That's why they have the option, I guess. I won't actually go back, though. No, but you're right. I could do that. I'm I'm thinking, too. I'm like, I would never. I I would. First of all, I wouldn't know what I wanted to bookmark. And then second of all, when I'm done the book, I'm done. Like, that's done too, like for the off most my part. plate I'm I'm like, like, that's so funny <laughs> Kim you're so funny just I would never <laughs> that's never. absolutely not happening <laughs> write my notes in here though in my little book fits nicely Stop. in the back of my jean pocket and I put the number of page on there and then like very little note okay wait are you I the s- person that's also type a am I type a yes I yes know. you are I am. Uh, you yes, carry you a notebook in your pocket. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't just have notes for whatever. It also in the back has notes about genetics and anatomy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we're not yeah. sure if she's yes. type A. Yeah. Are you type A? Hmm. <laughs> she's like, uh, I'm waiting yeah. on the fence here. <laughs> want, to, want to know how magnesium is good for your mitochondria? I've got notes. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, as we get older, that's really important. Magnesium is so important. It is. <laughs> Are you talking about your mitochondria? Because your mitochondria is also very important. Very important. More important than magnesium, Everything. even. Powerhouse of the cell. Like That's it's... right. That's its brand. <laughs> That's, mitochondria it is, is branded as powerhouse of the cell. I know that literal exact sentence and only yeah. that sentence about mitochondria. That was all about mitochondria like a couple weeks ago. Right now I'm about the benefits of saunas. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Speaking of saunas. So that was another part of the cell. And I was like, oh, what are we doing? You're like, oh, (laughs) you meant actually a sauna. sauna. In the last Um, episode, I was talking about telomeres. So they're just like, what? That's why I was like, don't do it again, please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of how I know this is a little off topic, how important (laughs) saunas are. So I don't know if you guys know, but I used to have the job that Kim has. One thing that 
I had found out is it's really good for people with addictions, uh, especially if they have a smoking addiction, to go to a sauna for like three or four days consecutively when they're trying to quit because it can help take out all those toxins from your body and kind of reduce the cravings. Cool. Um, so a little pro tip there. It does yeah. something else too. Oh, what does it do? Okay, Tell us. so so <laughs> if you stay in long enough, you produce what's called heat stress proteins. That might be wrong. But anyway, the point is it helps you deal with stress better, but it also does stuff to your endorphins and endorphins. Is that the opposite? That system. Okay. So if you do like regular sauna use, let's say four times a week, you put your body under that kind of stress. Exercise can do this too. If you get your internal body temperature up by like a degree or two or something, Mm -hmm. then when you do something that gives you endorphins you're more like sensitive to it so like the things that make you happy you're happier so like things that make you laugh Mm. you feel happier so maybe you might not want to go try to fill that with something that you're trying to stop using or whatever yeah oh that's very cool but there's other things that are going on when you put yourself under heat stress Mm -hmm. going into saunas is like equivalent to like moderate exercise as well now Mm -hmm. does it apply to hot tubs does it have to be this dry heat or it's just about the temperature because I prefer a hot tub to a sauna. The hot tub can work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you got to put yeah. your shoulders underneath. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Not just your shoulders, your whole body and shoulders. <laughs> yeah. My head and only. Uh, your head under the water. <laughs> you better be holding your breath. Head and shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Not put just your shoulders. Anyway, some of those details might be wrong, but the idea is. The gist. Anyway, I'm still, yeah. again, I'm just getting the into gist. this. You know what my favorite thing is? Water spas. I'm just putting Mm. this in there because you're talking about hot tubs and saunas. You go into a saltwater pool. Oh, yes. Regular warm temperature. Mm -hmm. Then you go into the sauna and then you go into a cold plunge. And then you go into the hot tub and then you go into a cold plunge and then you go back to the saltwater and you do it over and over and over. And it's the best feeling ever once you're done it. Even the cold plunge? <laughs> the cold plunge because it helps your circulation. Every time she said like sauna, both you two were just like, and then you said cold plunge and you're like, and she's like, and then into the hot, hot tub, tub and then cold plunge. And Kim, had said, cold, Kim was like, you want me to do what? Like, are you kidding me? Cold plunge? Mm-hmm. I'm not going in the cold water. <laughs> I know. I dislike a cold plunge. It's good for your circulation to go from hot to cold like oh, that. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Don't care. To exercise your vascular like mm-hmm. dilation versus contraction. That's so- actually really good for uh, stress management as well and anxiety. Yeah, there's a lot of support for cold plunging. There's a place in Toronto called Body Blitz that does it. There's other places too, but I got this term from Body Blitz because after you've done it like three or four times the cycle, you literally feel blitzed out. The euphoria you feel just by doing yeah. the circuit, oh, it's amazing. You feel so relaxed. And you oh, I bet. Type a too. Like the amount of relax <laughs> I feel after is amazing. I tried to take my mom, but she hated the cold plunge. No. Yeah, she did hate like, the cold so plunge. much to the point where she was talking to other people in the cold plunge, being like, do you think we could skip this part? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, no, you're supposed to do it. Like she was trying to get people on yeah. her team. But she still does talk about how good she felt afterwards. She did, yeah. Mm, But she also still talks about how the cold plunge was terrible. How long do you have to stay in the cold plunge? Because like plunge to me means jump in, get out. Dip. 60 seconds. (laughs) Dip, exactly. Forget it, that is not a plunge. That is an immersion. You can stay in the other ones longer, but the plunge is supposed to be, I think, 60 seconds. I think it was 60. Plunge is not an accurate I do it. I think I'd do it. I would do it as well. I would do it if you all did it. (laughs) <laughs> how cold is the cold plunge like four degrees it's or something pretty it's pretty cold and especially after you've just been in the, in sauna. the sauna you're like sweating and then mm-hmm. you go to the cold plunge and you're just like what if i could get to the point where i wanted relief from the heat right like i'm too hot the cold plunge may be welcome and i also mm. will do a cold plunge to amplify a hot plunge right because my favorite thing in the world is being kind of cold and getting into a hot tub, even a little bit burny. Oh, it's too hot. I'm still going to get it. Yeah. So (laughs) Hollywood has a really good one or Whistler. 
because mm. there's this outdoors it's an outdoor one so yes this, but the hot tubs outside the sauna and then the cold plunge especially in the winter it's amazing in the winter because it's snowing and you're going to these different places well you assume it's snowing mm. there's not a lot of snow this year there was a bunch like, of snow oh, and then now like i'm snowing. happy that it's done meredith do you yeah. also live in the okanagan no, no she lives I live north in prince george and there's not a lot of snow where you well, are i mean not like normally there would be this time of year the ground is all covered in snow, yes. Yes. But I just, it has it's been kind of warm. <laughs> yeah, it's been One the degree. same in Edmonton. We're usually hitting minus 40, minus 30 consistently. It's been like minus five, minus 10. Yes, like our I house is that. too hot. Well, you know yes. what? I got my ducks cleaned. Like not quack, mm. quack, <laughs> you know, attached to the furnace. Yeah. I don't have ducks. Ducks. Um, ducks. Yeah, and I think maybe everything's working better, but this just seems like the house is too hot at night. Just turn your heat down. Yeah, I know. I gotta keep turning it down. Quick though. fix. Yeah, I like around like ten degrees Celsius at night or all at time. all times at all times in the house. I, yes, that's my perfect. That's setting. freezing in and outside. I can put a sweater on and I'll look really cute. I don't I mind can... outside ten degrees right, Celsius. That's Fifty inside too cold. Yeah. Okay. Hey, that's fair. I like an ice box. I would live in a freezer if I could. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I was just talking to my husband. How I don't think I could move back to Canada during winter. because it's oh, too God, yeah. cold. It's way too cold. So right now it's cold for us, which just means we put a comforter on our bed at nighttime to sleep. It's oh. perfect. Yeah. Or the sea's cold, but the outside's hot. Mm-hmm. And even then, in the mornings, we're like, "Woo, it's so cold. We have to wear socks. And we're complaining about the cold. And then I saw some videos of all the snowstorms and stuff and people like walking through the snow. And I think we could do it again. Oh, yeah. Like we're complaining about how cold it is right now because we mm-hmm. put a blanket on. Yeah, my aunt's the same way. She lives in Hawaii and she'll come and visit the Okanagan in the summer, which can get very hot, right? And she's wearing sweaters and (laughs) scarves. And then she asked me, she was like, you know, it would be so awesome if you moved out to Hawaii. Okay, you are wearing a sweater in 40 degree weather and I am sweating buckets and you think I'm going to (laughs) survive in Hawaii? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hawaii's humid too. (laughs) Like, I don't bro, like humidity. Just big fro with my hair, too. There's just no chance of it being straight. I'm going to look <laughs> gnarly in Hawaii. If I had a fro, I would wear <laughs> yeah. my fro all the time. You know, that's what it, people without fros say. It's yeah, true. Totally. <laughs> it is true. Right? Yeah. Like, I used to think I wanted curly hair. I was like, oh, it looks nice. But, like, my hair won't tangle. It oh, could in the winter oh with toques, if I wore yeah. toques. It was just fine. You know, I just like wash my hair and then just dry it. And then I just walk and, and go. go about my day. I'm so jealous. So when I was a teenager, I'm like, I wish I had curly <laughs> hair. And when I became older, I was like, so much work. Oh, it's so much work. Even when you sleep. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe next time I'll do curly hair. You should do curly hair. It looks nice. Thank you. Right? It's like, it's an extra level of work that I don't want to do. It yeah. it really is, especially yeah. when you live somewhere that's humid. You can get into the whole pH level of your hair if your hair is low porosity or high porosity. I have high porosity, in case you were wondering. Uh, <laughs> so that means I just have to use like a pound of gel in my hair when I style it. So I go through like a bottle of gel once a month. I just how do you find out about your porosity? Or is it just the way uh, your hair behaves? <laughs> so it's two things. So it is how your hair behaves in climate. You can also do tests where you take a strand of hair out and you put it in a cup of water. I think if it sinks, it's high porosity. And if it floats, it's low. If it, it makes sense. Yeah, if it's in the middle, you just have regular. And basically all that means is do the shafts on your hair close when it dries and so mine doesn't which is why it causes so much frizz because all the water is escaping and then if you have low porosity hair that means it's really hard for your shafts to open and get moisture in so I just try and do things to close the the shafts on my hair to keep that moisture in which is why I use really (laughs) stronghold gel so Kim's just having trouble every time you say shaft. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> She's just like, put together. I want to know about the hair, but I can't stop. She She's like, shaft. there's other words oh. for that. <laughs> that's very she interesting. Says- I got to do this hair test. I'm very interested now. I know. Oh, okay, next time we record, I want to hear everyone. 
I already know. You know your porosity? Yes. That's awesome. And my daughter's. Okay, so my hair oh, awesome. is so hard when I wash my hair, it stays wet forever because it can't, oh, okay. the water doesn't get in, right? So it's always, yeah. takes a long time for my hair to dry. Mm-hmm. But my daughter, she's probably has high because like what you were saying, it frizzes and yeah. it's, we have to put so much conditioner in her hair and it gets tangled all the time. Yeah. And, and I wonder what my other kids are, but my daughter for sure. Look for shampoos or conditioners with high protein for her think so okay yeah so people who have a uh, high porosity hair need protein and that will help close the shaft as well uh, sorry oh. <laughs> that'll help close the cuticles <laughs> the strands of the hair the for, all of <laughs> for those who are mature that's funny <laughs> Yeah, because mine doesn't dry either. I like to shower in the morning because if I shower at night, I wake up with wet hair. It'll go all night. Yeah, and that's bad for your hair too, to have your hair wet all the time. That can cause so much breakage. And also mold. Yeah. When my daughter was a baby, I would shower at night and then put it in a bun because I just had a baby. So I didn't have time for showers and stuff. And I let it dry by itself. And when I went to the hairdresser, she said the back of my head had mold because my hair ah, didn't dry very fast. Gross. And no way. Gross. And she had to cut, I know she had to cut my hair short. I had really wow. long hair. I didn't yeah. know you could actually grow. Like I knew that if your hair was wet for so long, like it can get there, but I've never known anyone that had mold in their hair. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah does everything to the extreme. The <laughs> right? <laughs> To the nth, and then we love our extreme girlies. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Cool. Well, I'm See, I have the opposite hair problem because yeah. I put on a moisturizer today. I make my own moisturizer, oh, and nice. but that I also made the dog some. You know, people put wax on their dog's paws in the winter mm-hmm. so they don't crack. So I made some dog paw wax, but I thought it was the moisturizer because it's the same container without a label. <laughs> okay, just follow me here. So I was like, oh, that's where. So I tried to put it on. My face and they're just like waxy. Wax. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, what do I do now? And I was like, I like warmed it up. I just put it in my hair. Oh, good. Now my hair's done. <laughs> Wash my face. But the dog doesn't like the wax. I don't know. They don't like, like anything that's good for them. It's so it's annoying. true. It's true. Dexter's the same way because he wears boots because he's only 15 pounds. So it's not like he can go outside in minus 20 weather. So he wears boots. He hates them. And it's like, why? That's the only way you're getting a walk. That should be a positive thing for you. Yeah. Positive? So, oh! <laughs> yeah, it should be a positive thing. So, but it's just like kids, right? You tell them, oh, you have to wear a jacket. Well, I don't want to wear a jacket. Well, too bad. You got to. Yeah, We're going outside. Yeah, you can't die of exposure on the way to the car. It's too cold out. Just yeah. put a jacket on. <laughs> and then, hey, maybe they'll be writing a memoir about when dad killed mom. <laughs> There you go. There you go. That's right. <laughs> I love that. I thought it was a memoir. I'm glad that you thought so too, Kim. Because... Oh, totally. It would never cross my mind that it would just be a fiction book. I thought it was going to be a memoir too, actually. Really? Like, That's oh. so interesting. I was actually a little worried that it would be too juvenile. When you look up what genre it is, some of it says children's literature. And That's some... what I thought was weird. Uh, like... Some of it said like young adult, adult, but reading it. You're like, but... is this for a 12 year old? And I wouldn't want my nephews reading this. What? (laughs) This is not, I don't know how this is children's literature. I think that's why it was banned because what I was looking up the ban is because it has mature content. Description of genitals because she does the 14 year old does a a drawing of her vagina and puts it on a bathroom wall and her mom her mom liked that she did it and it was of her own vagina and she's like i'm just trying to get other people to accept their vaginas or something anyway but she described her (laughs) vagina in detail like she's like i made the clitoris bigger than it actually is but i wanted to show it so that's not what it actually looked like you wouldn't be able to see it like she goes into detail and that's one of the reasons it was banned yeah so and on that they actually because of the banning of this book they had to redo the guidelines of which books can be considered in schools to read because this was a book that I think they would read in schools That's um, interesting read the title first and go you would maybe think not. and then they read mean, the book and go mm, I might get yeah. fired for this 
<laughs> yeah. In 2001, I was like six or something. So I don't really remember what school was like then, but maybe it was just different times and just whatever <laughs> flew. Yeah, this says know. it was banned for sexual content and genital mm-hmm. references. And that was by school board started. Yeah, school, board. school boards are stupid, though. Like, they oh. want to ban everything. I don't think that yeah. genital references warrants a banning, depending on the age. No, totally. When's sex ed? Isn't it, like, starting in grade four? Depends on where you are, I guess. On that topic, I think the whole fact that she drew her vagina because she wanted people to feel accepting. It's, like, advanced. It's, like, ahead of today's yes. day. Yeah, and then the and, school's like, yeah. we don't accept it. No your vaginas. Out of here. No vaginas. <laughs> we don't want to know about them unless you're having a baby. And well, even then. And bear- even yeah. then, thank you. It came out of the belly button. Yeah, you pooped it out. Every kid pooped it But out. I think that's so important because I don't know if this is TMI, but when my I was- vagina. <laughs> when I draw my vagina and describe yeah. it in detail. Yeah, when I publicly post it. But no, as a kid, I... And again, this could be so different. I don't know what sex ed is like now, but you have one view of what a vagina should look like. And if yours doesn't look like that, you're like, something's wrong down there. And literally until a few years ago, I felt like there was something wrong. I was like, I'm going to have to get surgery. It just doesn't look how it's supposedly is supposed to. Yes, exactly. And then, you know, through talking with other people or through reading online, like there's just so much available now. I've come to learn that there really is different shapes, there's sizes, colors. I love it Um, so much. So many different vaginas. Yes, exactly. It is. And banning a book like this is just kind of also reiterating that thing that women should be ashamed of sex yeah. they should be ashamed of themselves they shouldn't explore themselves how many pictures of dicks are there all around schools all around the town people like all around the town, town. spray paint them everywhere all around. <laughs> right they're always spray painted on things well also even in the building everything is phallic like literally everything is phallic. oh my god yeah 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 everything yeah just like in mm. the fields all the mushrooms <laughs> that are growing in the forest it is like yeah i need more vagina flowers oh my gosh you know what (laughs) this reminds me of i was working at an organic juice bar and cafe when i was getting my nutrition did they have a penis smoothie (laughs) no there was an elderly woman everything that goes in is phallic listen (laughs) okay there was an elderly woman who was an artist and we used to put art from different local artists in the cafe and people could buy them if they wanted and this elderly woman asked for her to go up and i did and one of our regulars came in and he was like so what's with the dick pictures and i was like what and he's like all the dick pictures around the cafe (laughs) those are little houses and he's like no they're dicks i'm like she's in her 80s and he's like she like knows what dick. Dick and i was like stop saying she likes word. dick, she <laughs> dick. Like, power to her honestly <laughs> that's some freudian like slippage uh, there you know maybe she does love dicks it's not like she's gonna mm-hmm. spend her early years loving dicks and then one day she turns 80 and she's like but now i can't because i'm 80 now i don't even know what they are no they were little houses but he was like i was like no this is a village of dicks it's not like a little houses they all look like dicks and i was like oh what was the name of the painting? I don't remember. <laughs> they were sweet, I thought. Village of Dicks. <laughs> they were very phallic. Dick's house. Dick Street? Dick Street. The many faces of Richard. <laughs> <laughs> faces. Richard Tum. And then that's all you could see once he said it. Yeah. Oh my god, they are kind of like a bunch of little penises. I mean, how ingrained in society are we to even see things as a dick, right? So, of course, a guy comes in and he's like, oh, those are dicks. Well, yeah, I bet that's the only thing you think of. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Pervert. Get out of my cafe! Uh, Would you like a penis smoothie? (laughs) Everything that goes in this is penis shit. I'm just saying, wouldn't it be nice if you had the penis smoothie and the vagina smoothie? Mm -hmm. That's right. And then you could have one that was mixed. Yeah. Love or something. (laughs) Coitus. The baby maker. I think people would buy that. That's all I'm saying. They would buy it. Can I get an extra large coitus? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What goes in the penis smoothie besides bananas? I don't know. 
Mushrooms, I guess. <laughs> mushrooms and bananas. Delicious. Mushrooms <laughs> are very good for you. Oof, sick. Ours would be so good. We would have peaches, yes. strawberry. Like, it would taste so good. Totally. Mm. A vagina smoothie would be delicious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right? We're mm-hmm. killing it out here. <laughs> in the smoothie still, wars. Yeah. better. But in the book, when she's talking about the vagina, she says that every vagina is kind of like a fingerprint. Everyone's different. Oh, I'm just going to say that. I love that. And she was like, like him. She's like, I wish the other classmates would let me draw there so that we can show how they all look different. Maybe that's why I got banned. Maybe they didn't want other kids copying that idea in the schools. They're like, this could be a problem. We got to ban this before. Let me see your vagina. They're having vagina drawing parties. (laughs) But I mean, how many kids, even in elementary school, are drawing dicks all over their papers? I used to draw flowers and stars. That's my. I used to draw dicks. Did you? Can listen in grade six they used to draw they'd call them anals and they used to what? draw a butt and a little dick underneath the butt signifying anal sex that was all the rage an anal would be drawn all the time you'd have your like textbook open and someone like whip an anal on it real quick and, like, oh, i swear to god no. what schools were you going to because it's not <laughs> what happened at my school that was it was an Ontario. elite private school <laughs> <laughs> It was called the Palace. It was the Anus Academy. (laughs) The Anus. That's an Anus. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. (laughs) It was on our coat of arms. It was was actually a butthole, the coat of arms. Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe they were just drawing butts. I've never really seen someone draw Oh, you know what I I used to draw on my friend's books? It would be like a butt with a fart cloud coming out of it. (laughs) Just like a... Boot, boot. A little claw with like shooting. That's lines. the same butt for the anal, except for it's <laughs> upside down. And instead of a fart cloud, it was a penis. <laughs> a penis. That's right. Honestly, they kind of look the same, really. Like a fart cloud and a penis. They're yeah, just take your fart cloud and put a top on and be like, there's something wrong with your testes. There's too many. <laughs> I like that this is low key turned into a little sex podcast. It always does. <laughs> so many times. Well, good, as it should. As it should. (laughs) So for me, this type of book is just so normal for me to read. And sometimes I forget that not everyone talks about murder every day of their life. Like that's just not super common. How comfortable are you guys reading the book or even going into the book? I think people got more comfortable when they thought it was a fiction. When it was a memoir, I think that there was a level of discomfort. I don't (laughs) care. I'm into it too. I like to read all the horrible things like true or fiction. So I'm the same as you, Ashley. So Mm -hmm. it's not a problem for me. But I think that that. maybe Sarah was like, oh, and then she was like, oh, thank goodness. This didn't really happen. Yeah, Fiction. I can read this. This didn't actually happen. I can read it now. Oh, totally. That is exactly what happened. Oh, good, good. Our mom loves murder mysteries to the end degree. We always say it's murder most foul. Like she got sick from the kids over Christmas. And so I got BritBox so she can watch Miss Marple. Yeah, yeah. Because she oh, loves Miss cool. Marple. And there's a lot of murder. She's... A lot. Like, it's not like one yes. person dies per episode. It could be like five or more. Yeah. Fictional murder mysteries. Sarah and I, like, we've watched a lot of yeah. murder. Yeah. Totally yeah. into murder mysteries Lots. if it's fictional. Nice. But the second oh. it's nonfiction, like Kim said, I was like, I need to get this book over with. And that's why I've read so much. And then just today, being like, oh, it's fiction. I was like, oh. Fine. Oh, that's so funny. That's actually perfect because in my personal journal before this, I kind of gave like a little overview of the book. I actually say that it's fiction. So So it'd be so funny because Sarah's personal journal is all like, this sounds like fiction, but it's not fiction. I'm just arbitrarily believing it's a memoir. Yeah. So out of all the clues to the contrary. Yeah. So it'll be kind of funny to be like, so this is a fiction. And then you're like, so this memoir is a little intense. Hey, (laughs) it reads like a fiction though. Yeah. I just don't understand. Yeah. Oh, totally. That's so funny. I don't know how they did it. Two perspectives. How can it be nonfiction? This is a tag (laughs) team memoir. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's totally fair. That's a great idea. I want to read a tag team memoir. Yeah. I would. Yeah. That would be good. Okay. The book All intro right. to memoir. Stay tuned. Oh, we should write it. That'll multiple be a, perspectives. A, multiple oh perspectives. Gosh. Like Honestly. a tell-all, like that Saturday Night Live book. 
I could be <gasps> illustrated. With lots of vaginas. Vagina pictures. We can all draw our own <laughs> vagina. Everyone draws the... And we won't put our names. Totally. Yes! Oh, totally. It's just whatever. It's someone else's perspective. <laughs> it's just a picture of their vagina. A drawing. Just her vagina. Oh, my gosh. So everyone can just guess. That sounds like Kim. I think that's Kim's vagina. <laughs> this must be Kim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm so into that now. Any book with drawings of vaginas is on my list. Honestly, oh, I would read every version of that book. So that's <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. we have one Any sale. book with drawings yes. of vaginas is on my list. Hey, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. Are you interested in buying this book? Do you want to order the next book so you can read along? Go to www.bookinterrupted.com shop to see a complete list of our books. And if you haven't tried them yet, our affiliate partners, The Bookshop and Libro.fm both help support your local bookstore where available. Thanks for taking the time to check in and connect. We'll see you next time on Book Interrupted. Book Interrupted. Never forget, every child matters.